Level up your LA Kings experience with the new Vivid Seats Elite Seats. All the on-ice Kings action with even more exclusive access. Enjoy great seats to the game along with premier dining inside the Lexus Club with all-you-can-eat food and non-alcoholic beverages. Plus, get a free Team LA Kings item and parking with your purchase. Score your Vivid Seats Elite Seats tickets today and earn rewards on each purchase from the only ticket company that rewards you for buying. Experience it live with Vivid Seats, the official partner of the LA Kings. You're listening to an L.A. Kings podcast. For more episodes of this and every other Kings program, visit lakings.com slash podcast. Hunt turns back up the ice. In come the Eagles with three seconds left. Hunt down the middle, tried to center. Sprawling save Portillo at the buzzer. You're listening to All the Kings Men, the official podcast of the L.A. Kings. And a rush chance for Ontario. Krieger, the defenseman. Krieger in front. Backhand score! Krieger opens the Now, here's your host, Jesse Cohen. Welcome back, Kings fans. I am Jesse Cohen. This is All the Kings Men. With 10 days off between games for the All-Star break, I thought we'd take a little look into the potential future of the LA Kings. I had a chance to sit down one-on-one with two prospects from the Ontario Reign, goaltender Eric Portillo and defenseman Cole Krieger, and we're bringing you those conversations here today. Kings may be off for 10 days, but we're not, so next week there will be episodes on Monday and Thursday, as always, not to worry. And if everything goes to plan, next Thursday should be a bit of a look back into the past and may or not feature one of my family members. Stay tuned. And of course, I have to remind you that you can listen to replays of Kings Talk, the LA Kings post-game radio show hosted by yours truly, on the LA Kings Insider Audio podcast feed, and keep up with the Ontario Rain on the Rain Check podcast feed, the official podcast of the Ontario Rain. All that and more at lakings.com slash podcast. Joining me today, goaltender for the Ontario Reign, Eric Portillo. How are you doing today, Eric? Good. Very good. Thank you. So this is your first professional season. So I got to ask you just right off the hop, how do you feel like your season's going? I think it's going well. I mean, uh, we have a fantastic team and it uh, feels like uh, for me personally, I'm making progress every day. Uh working with the goalie coaches, strength coaches, nutrition, you know, really um, digging deep on all those things that makes the pro game the pro game. And um, yeah, I feel good so far. Being a goalie is obviously a totally unique position in the sport of hockey. So maybe the forwards talk to the assistant coaches and the head coach, the defensives talk to the assistant coach, you know, working with Chris Height. But do you have a closer relationship with the goalie coach than maybe you do with the assistant coaches and the head coaches? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, me and Brownie, we talk basically the entire time we're here at the rink. So, uh, yeah, no, me and his relationship has really grown since day one. Uh, I feel like it's awesome to work with a person who's so driven and knows his details so well. Um I work with a lot of goalie coaches that's very good, but uh, Brownie, he, he sees stuff and he's fantastic at what he's doing. And it's so uh, fun and challenging to work with a person, you know, uh, challenging in a good way to work with a person that, um, you know, pushes you every day. How different are different goalie coaches? Uh, I mean, I think it's different in like every coach is different. You have... Um, it's uh, yeah everyone pushes different things but I think what LA does really well is that they have a structure all the way from bill up top box 
and Brownie, like they all have the same kind of idea of how goaltending should look. Makes it very easy for me um, to, you know, um, just continue to working towards one thing uh, instead of having one guy back home that does one thing and then you have your team does another thing, you know, to put those pictures together can be hard sometimes. So um, just having it that way uh, makes it way better. We've heard a lot over the years about the, the rain and the Kings using the same system. Like you talked about the expectations, are the same, but we also know that the vocabulary is very specific that they use and they try and get everybody on board. Um, obviously you're very fluent with English, but presumably not your first language. So is there any difficulty learning a new set of, you know, it's very organizationally specific, uh, vocabulary. You know, they have words for certain things. We've learned recently that Todd McClellan, when a player gets a stick on a puck, it's called a tick. We learned that recently. Like, is that, how long does it take to, you know, adapt to that? I mean, I don't think that's really been a problem, uh, since day one, you know, you you get introduced to all these new things and then we continue to work on them and, you know, it's just a word. You just got to learn it and a uh, concept and you just keep keep working with it. So that hasn't really been uh, an issue. You've played for a lot of different organizations, uh, starting in Sweden, coming to the States. All of the organizations, you know, have very different fan bases, very different uh, marketplaces. How does Southern California uh, fit Eric Portillo's life? Really well. I mean, I really like the, it's a little more relaxed, but in, in a very good way, I think, especially, you know, being a professional here, I think everyone I've talked to really likes playing here. Uh, they like the fans, they like the environment, they like, you know, just the lifestyle in general of being in Southern California. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm extremely happy to be here. How does the weather in Southern California compare to uh, Yotabore? Did I pronounce that right? Yeah. Uh, Michigan and Dubuque, for example. It's a little hotter, but it's, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I really like it. You know, just living with the light like that all year, uh, coming from Gothenburg especially, you know, it's dark most of the time during the winter. So, uh, you know, you feel more happy being uh, being in the sun are you as a goalie part of the pre-sketch like video sessions that the team does when you're preparing for a, for an opponent absolutely yeah if somebody stood up in the midst of one of those sessions picked up a chair and threw it out of the room would that uh, take you back to your childhood with sammy fagamo uh no i I don't think so. No, or, he told, he oh, told me a story he... about somebody throwing a chair out of a classroom when you guys were kids. So. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, in the classroom? Yeah. yeah that's a different... Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I've never had it in a hockey meeting. I've had it in the classroom, though, yeah. The school we went to. <laughs> has, it, has it been helpful for your game at all to have somebody like that on the team? I mean, obviously, it helps you off the rink, but on the rink, does it does it benefit even... You know, he's a forward, obviously, but... No, but 100%. I mean, having a person that's been around and because it's all about the small details when you're new you know how things work mostly off the ice honestly but even on the ice how you know you're supposed to just act and all the small things um it matters it matters a lot and i think having someone you can ask about those things is uh, huge last time we spoke we learned that your nickname uh in michigan was the swedish bull has that nickname uh, made it to Ontario yet? 
Not really, no. no. No, not really. Do we need to make a note and tell them all about it? I mean, if you want to. I... <laughs> that name was given to you by your teammates, if I remember correctly, because you play a more aggressive style coming out of the net a lot. Has that style, have you had to tone it back in the AHL level, or are you able to play that way in this level? Uh, I think my style of play has been pretty similar, but I think um, where I made some changes towards the pro game is where I think I wanted to, you know, uh, scale it back a little bit just to uh, be a little sharper with my things and doing my job uh, because here everyone, you know, it's more of uh, you you play a, a certain style where you do your job and you know that your D is going to do their job, the forward's going to do their job. As Michigan, it was more run and gun, and you know you just had to find ways to win, which there still is situations like that. But at the pro level, you have to trust your D to do their job, and it makes it way easier for me to just focus in and do mine. So um, uh, I think that's where things have changed a little bit. One of the other parts of the goaltending position that makes it unique is that you are obviously helping, trying to help your team win. You're doing everything you can, but you're also in competition at some level with the other goaltender on the team. Yeah. And uh, you started the season with David Riddick. Uh, he was recalled to L.A. Now it's Jacob Ingham. When you have a change like that in the tandem in the midst of a season, how long does it take to get a healthy relationship with the other goaltender? Uh, I mean, me and Iggy, we knew each other from actually way back when we met the first time uh, at the, a camp in Toronto. And then so we've known each other for a long time. And um, he's a great guy. I don't think that was ever a problem you know it's it's just uh another person you work with you know it's it's not really a big deal when uh, things like that happens and you know you just have to expect it at this level so it doesn't alter any i mean I, you're going to play the way you're going to play right it doesn't change anything exactly exactly um have you noticed anything about the ahl the leap from collegiate to ahl is it faster are the guys bigger the age difference between the two, the shooters you're facing, is any of that been really obvious in your playing time? Um, I mean, I'm I'm sure it is, but most of the work where I've, like, I've been so focused on developing my game, so the transition hasn't felt that good, or hasn't felt that big, sorry. Uh, so it's actually hasn't felt like that big of a change for me, but... Um, I mean, you can definitely tell that the traffic is uh, different, the skill level is a little higher, like everything is um, a little bit better uh, at this level. You have fights, it's a little more physical, you know, um, compared to the college game. But um, in general, my focus has been all on my game and taking it to the next level and taking it to the NHL level. That's the goal. So um, we just kept pushing for that and that transition has been pretty smooth for me i don't know if this uh stereotype exists in sweden but in north america goaltenders are usually thought of as being a little bit quirky or you know yeah. unusual you don't strike me as a quirky or unusual guy uh do you have any particular things during a game or before a game in your routine that you know do you want like people to leave you alone not talk to you do you talk to your pipes like Anything like that? <laughs> I don't talk to the pipes, but uh, 
Um, no, like obviously I have my routines and I'm very focused before games. I think that's uh, part of goaltending. Like you just have to be that. Uh, it's hard to be successful otherwise. It's uh, such a mentally demanding position. So you just have to uh, be very engaged uh, throughout 60 minutes. And that takes preparation, that takes focus. So um, I definitely have a lot of routines and... and uh, things like that but nothing super crazy i've never had a job as mentally demanding as being a goaltender but i've had jobs that required certain levels of focus or you know you had to be at a certain place at a certain time and it's now in some cases 15 or 20 years later for me that i have not been at those jobs and every now and then i'll wake up from a nightmare about that job when you're away from the rink do you have you know do you have nightmares about getting scored on or or does it invade your thoughts like that or am i just crazy uh this is, would make sense i guess but no uh i think i i think about it in more positive way like i really love the pressure when i'm out there it's uh it's always fun coming and getting that challenge so i think you know it's probably the other way you know you have positive thoughts and positive uh uh, imaginations uh, about hockey most of the time i don't think i've honestly ever had a nightmare about getting scored on so. i'm definitely a negative person so maybe <laughs> that's the explanation so when you're away from the rink on a day off are you the kind of person who goes to the beach and doesn't think about hockey at all unplugs or like we talked to alex i follow one time who loves to surf and he would say sometimes when he's out there on the board you know you'd think he would just be out in the middle of the ocean just relaxing empty mind whatever but he'd say he'd be visualizing his game in different situations. Yeah, I think I um <clears throat> I'm a person that doesn't really like completely disconnect. I kind of like, you know, following hockey and being um like continue to work on myself even off the ice. Like obviously some days you need to take off just because you feel like it's been a lot, but most of the time you know, watching hockey, following hockey, um, looking at, uh, you know, interviews and things like that, just trying to learn and, and get better every day. I think that's a very important thing for me uh, as a person because I'm a very visual learner and uh, being, being able to watch the best of the best is uh, what's taking me this far. I think uh, that's been a big part of it. And um, to continue grow, I need to continue to watch them do you have a team that you were invested in as a kid that you love watching now to this day like are you following for Lunda? uh well honestly it was rangers and okay. lanquist from okay. from when i was very young i've always loved we can watching. edit that out to be the king right? yeah <laughs> <laughs> no but lanquist he he was always my uh idol you know coming from uh or he's been in Frölunda, done the same junior steps and and all this stuff and um yeah, he was always my idol growing up. So I've always watched a lot of the NHL hockey. Um, that's always been my my number one, you know, goal in life. So last one for me, I'll let you go. Um, it sounds like you have a, a connection and a passion to the game that goes beyond just playing. Ultimately, when that day comes that the playing career is over, would you go into goalie coaching or coaching or management or some something around the game? Yeah, I mean, hopefully it's uh, it's far until then. So I have twenty years. Not gonna yeah, hopefully. Uh, so we we have a lot of time to 
you know, think over that. I'm honestly not sure yet. I think it would be amazing to work with people and develop people. And um, I'm sure it's a very fun job. Uh, not sure exactly what it would be today, but, uh, you know, it's always a possibility. You should never close any doors. Yeah. Eric Portillo, having a heck of a year, having a great chat with me. Appreciate you coming in. Good luck on the rest of your season. Thank you very much. All right. Joining me today from the Ontario Rain, Cole Krieger. How are you doing today, Cole? Doing great. Happy to be here. You and I have spoken before, but not in the midst of a season. So I just want to ask you right off the hop, how do you feel like your season's going? Yeah, I think this season's been going overall pretty good. Um, definitely been some ups and downs. I think finding consistency in the games, obviously the pro level, there's a lot more games, a um, few less practices. So I think just adjusting to that, obviously the travel's a little different. You're not doing... Um, as many day trips it's more going the night before getting prepared so i think just uh i've been adjusting well obviously gotten some games in so um starting to feel more comfortable ahl teams are always a mix of different levels of experience but it is a development league so is the coaching staff uh does it feel like they adjust how they talk to some of the younger players knowing that it's their first experience with less practice time more games yeah, I think they've given us some time to adjust, but um, at the end of the day, I mean, um, I've been working with Hyder mostly, so that's been really good. I think he's pretty straight up and down. He's expecting a lot, but um, I think he knows what we can do, and he's pushing us to be the best we can. So I think um, overall they've been really smooth in their conversations. I think most of the time uh, the younger guys are making the mistakes or we're adding up or they kind of notice that stuff more. So just anything they can tell me has been really good. Are there vets on the team that have made themselves available, reached out to the younger players, sort of helped you out, you know, whether it's getting car insurance or, you know, registering your car, it's just this life stuff that you have to deal with. Yeah, I think uh, Santini's been really nice. Um, Kanaten's helped a lot. Hicks has been really good. We've It's been nice having some older guys on the back end to kind of help us with that. I think most of it's been hockey stuff, but um, they're there for us if we need them off the ice too. So huge transition in your hockey world, but also weather-wise, geographical, you know, differences. Yeah. Like, how how are you adjusting to Southern California and L.A.? Yeah, it's been awesome. I love it. Um, we were just in Calgary for 10 days or whatever. <laughs> Calgary van. So um, getting out of there, I made sure I wore uh, shorts and sandals every day this week just to bring it back. So, And uh, partner-wise, are you finding that you're able to build – Kevin? I know the lineup obviously changes on an AHL team. Players get called up. Um, are you being able to, to develop chemistry? Do you feel like you're learning tendencies and, and fitting in in that sense? Yeah, I think uh, as, the year, as the year has gone on, we've kind of um, adjusted our play – no matter who we're playing with, we're trying to play the same style. I think we're squeezing, having tight gaps, making simple plays. Um, I found some good uh, chemistry with Wyatt Wiley. Connaughton's been really good. Santini. Um, obviously, you know, Clarkie's been up and down, so he's been bouncing back and forth. But, no, I think uh, all the guys are getting along really well. I think we play together well, so should just keep the success. You've got a twin brother who also plays defense, Yeah, uh, who also came out of the uh, – collegiate level like you did you how often do you guys talk we talk about every day every other day mostly um just been catching up more about life less about hockey he's actually hurt right now so um we've really just been facetime and talking later at night just relaxing catching up on life on an off day as rare as they may be out here now that you're in southern california now that you've had a few months to sort of acclimate what's what's on this what's on the docket what's on the schedule a lot of walks. It's been nice going down the strand, getting lunch somewhere. Um, honestly, the off days are really nice just to lay down, relax. I think 
that's the cool part is you are here to do, there are so many options of things to do, but um, just getting the rest and sleep has been important too. What's go-to lunch? I like good stuff on the beach. Um, we'll go to Granny's Sandwiches and Hermosa. Stuff like that. Quick, That'll mean easy. nothing to the people who don't live in the South Bay, but yeah, <laughs> I know exactly what he's talking about. So, uh, music-wise, what uh, what what do you like more, up tempo or more calming before a game? Uh, I like quiet. Work on a farm in the summer, so just peace, relaxing. Um, I will do whatever in the locker room. This is new information, but you work on a farm in the summer. Yeah, where's, my- where's the farm? It's right outside uh, East Lansing where I went to school. Okay. Me and my brother started it last summer. We did pumpkins. Um, it's a seasonal farm. We're just going to try and try. What, what, sorry. When you say you do pumpkins, are you like going out and plucking them off the vine? Or they grow on a vine, right? Yeah, they grow okay. on a vine. We, uh, I wasn't there for harvest this year, but we did all the prep work from June to July, getting all the stuff in the ground. And then we had a few other guys help us out picking them and harvesting. We didn't have a great yield, but... We got some sales, so. I'm sure it's not your fault. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so there's a trope of the Alberta farm kid who grew up, you know, working on the family farm and everything. Is that something that you sought out because that's a trope, or was it just something that you and your brother found and thought you'd go for it? No, I got to school freshman year. I picked HRLR, um, Human Relations and Labor Resources, and I really didn't. I felt like there was a better purpose for me in school. I couldn't just go through it and kind of walk through life and get done. But, um, my brother was already in agribusiness and I found real interest in that growing up driving hockey tournaments was always cool to see the farms on the side of the highways and wonder what people do and why they do it. And then just being able to learn all about that, I've kind of brought in my own brain on it. And then, um, worked for a cattle rancher, worked for an organic farmer, and then we kind of opened up our own farm. So, Definitely something I want to do as I get older when so hockey's done. 15, well, that was going to be my next question. 15, 20 years from now, if hockey's over, are you going to open up Krieger Farms? Yeah, we'll be on the land All right. doing something. With pumpkins or? Uh, no, no, not pumpkins. Right, no pumpkins. So if you're, if you're on a bus ride, because for those who don't know, uh, the rain practice uh, out here in El Segundo, but the rink is in Ontario. Does the team take a bus from El Segundo to Ontario for the games? Just depends on the day. Um, if we play back-to-back, we normally drive. If we're – maybe we're on a long road trip or something, we'll leave from Ontario – or we'll leave from El Segundo and hit Ontario and then go play a couple more games. But most of the time we're driving ourselves out there in the mornings before the games. Who do you drive with? I've been solo quite a bit this year, but um, I'll drive – some of the guys there in the hotel, Hiskinen, I've driven a couple of times, Francis um, – me and Turk drove together a couple of times, but if you're driving solo, you prefer silence. I talk on the phone a lot. Okay, get my family calls, whatever. What do you do if somebody's in the car? Is you fighting over music? Are you telling them to normally sh- shut the, up and just no. look out the window? <laughs> normally, I'm giving them the ox and letting them pick whatever, and then we'll have small talk. I don't mind that either. All right. And uh, thoughts on the job, uh, this team season so far, where you guys are in the standings? Yeah, I think. Uh, We've had ups and downs consistently, but I think our ups are high and our lows are low, so we just need to find a balance. But we have a really good team, good group, um, older group. I think we have a lot of vets that have experience and have played playoff games and different things up um, in the NHL level. So just finding those guys and picking their brain and seeing what we can do better, I think um, they have a good feel of the group and just knowing where we're at. Obviously, you're always trying to get better, but some weeks are going to be a little longer than others or some games aren't going to go your way. So I think just staying positive, um, finishing games strong. We've had good starts consistently. I think it's just sometimes as the games go on, we continue to – we get a little fatigued and that kind of 
takes our brain out of it. But um, overall, I think we have a great team. I think we're going to make a run. Um, it's just putting it together and kind of getting all the guys back. Obviously, we've had quite a few guys up and down throughout the year and then some injuries that probably haven't helped us out too much. So um, if we can get everyone back healthy, we're going to make a good run. Cole Krieger, thank you for joining me. Good luck on the rest of the season. Thank you very much.